Hello and welcome to the Headache Doctor Podcast. I'm Dr. Taves, your host, and as always, it's our mission to educate and empower everyone with headaches and migraines so that you can break free from a life of fear of your next headache or migraine and dependence on medication, thriving in everything you want to do. On today's podcast, we are going to talk about why people feel that something worse is happening when they have a headache or migraine. The process that our healthcare system has set up naturally can lead people to feel this sense of anxiety around their symptoms not being understood by the healthcare community, which then makes them think, allows them to think that something worse is happening. Is this a life-threatening thing that we're missing? And we're going to talk about the the impact that has, but first let's talk about three reasons why people would assume something worse than maybe a neck problem, a jaw issue, shoulder tension, why something worse is happening. Because it's it's a very reasonable to when you understand the whole process that someone with headaches or migraines is going through, why they would get to the point of walking into our office at Novera Headache Center and feeling like something's missed, something uh, something that could potentially be life-threatening is missed. So a disclaimer before we get into this is that uh, this is not intended to provide you with medical advice. Uh, personally, if you are wondering if you need to be screened uh, for some underlying condition or if you have a, a neck issue, a jaw issue, neck tension, shoulder tension that's triggering or leading to these symptoms, then you need to seek out uh, a professional. Now, you can uh, reach out to us, especially if you're in Colorado, Colorado Springs. Um, virtually as well, we have uh, ways to help you navigate this whole process. But please reach out to a professional if you are someone who wants to get these answers for yourself. Now, so for why people believe that something might be worse happening, like why, why is that fear there? The first reason, here's three reasons. The first reason is that our healthcare system fails to provide an answer. When our healthcare system fails to provide an answer, it can be very scary for people because the perception of our current healthcare system is that the medical doctor is trained and should understand all sorts of of medical problems, especially when it comes to something as prevalent as headaches and migraines. The MD, whether that's your primary care doctor or your neurologist, should be trained in how to properly evaluate and then treat headaches and migraines. That's a, that's a reasonable um, thought process. That's a reasonable expectation that people have when they enter our healthcare system. The second is that the pain is debilitating. The pain itself that people experience is excruciating and it's debilitating. It leaves people in bed not able to function, losing days at work, losing time with family, uh, their social life changes, their emotion, their their mood, their personality can change. Uh, there's so much that this impacts. And so to have pain that is so debilitating leaves people feeling like this can't just be my neck. And then third, the pain is in your head. So the fact that the location of the pain and this intense debilitating pain is in your head and can often be described as like a vice grip, uh, tension, um, sharp stabbing pain behind the eye and the temples, whatever that may be, having pain in your head can be concerning, especially if you don't understand where it's coming from. So these three 
things primarily are why people with headaches and migraines get to the point of feeling this anxiety of not knowing what's happening and then assuming that because we can't find it, that there's something worse. There's something really, really bad that needs to be corrected. Now, what I don't want you to hear me say is that the the pain or the symptoms of headaches and migraines are not uh, excruciating, debilitating. That uh, that is known, and that that is very real, and uh, is it should not be dismissed. But oftentimes, the the severity of the pain when it comes to headaches and migraines um, does not mean that the intervention that is needed uh, necessarily has to be an invasive uh, procedure that's that's involving um, you know high level uh, world leading neurologist um, so but but I do believe that that is another assumption that people have that when when you're experiencing this throbbing debilitating maybe stabbing pain that puts you down and and you go see neurologist after neurologist um, the assumption could be that if you if you find the the specialist who does the the surgery or the procedure um, that seems to match uh, with the severity of your symptoms, meaning um, whether it's the prestige, uh, the invasiveness, um, whatever it may be, the the procedure itself in people's minds might need to match the the actual severity of the pain. Um, when what we do here at Novera is actually a seemingly very simple, straightforward process. Uh, that's working against whether it's years of tension that's built in these areas of the neck, jaw, shoulders, or it's responding to a history of trauma, uh, whether that's motor vehicle accidents or other sorts of trauma that have led to these types of injuries in the neck. And the approach we take, um, it can be very simple, but very effective. And so sometimes it's, it's hard for people to believe that that is actually a reasonable solution. All right, so first off, um, our healthcare system and how it fails. So the, the healthcare system we have set up, assuming that uh, this provider, the primary care doctor or neurologist, um, should have all the answers, I just want to touch on that a little bit because medical doctors and the medical community is actually very, very good at keeping you alive. If you have something that is life-threatening, the MRI, the CT scan, and potentially an X-ray, but if, you, if you're if you in the emergency room, they will likely do a CT scan or an MRI uh, to look at your brain, to look at your head, to look at the blood vessels, to make sure you don't have a stroke, uh, to make sure there's no brain bleed. And those things are done so that we know, we uh, meaning our, our healthcare system, uh, and that you know that that you're not uh, dying, that nothing is life-threatening. And so our medical community is very good at that. Um, and so when you interact with physicians at the emergency room, your primary care doctor, uh, or your neurologist, in general, uh, they are very good and equipped and well-trained in their evaluation process and then in their interventions to be able to screen and treat anything that is life-threatening, Okay. So at a high level, the problem is that headaches and migraines in general are not life-threatening. Now, the impact that they have on people's lives is significant and substantial uh, as it interrupts so much, uh, but the actual 
problem, the underlying problem itself and the symptoms are not life-threatening. And I think that's part of the reason why it's so hard for the medical community um, to make sense of it or or provide uh, you with the headache or the migraine with a proper diagnosis. Uh, Because the actual source of pain, let's assume it's a neck problem, uh, the MRI, the x-ray, the CT scan, uh, there are still images. They're looking at things like uh, the soft tissue, the blood vessels, the brain itself. Um, so they're scanning for tumors. Um, they're looking for brain bleeds. Uh, they're, they're wanting to show that the blood uh, is actually um, moving through the arteries, uh, within the specific arteries uh, of your brain. And, uh, and they want to know that all those things are working the way they should because those are the things that are life threatening. Uh, but when it, when it comes to uh, a neck injury or shoulder tension, um, the emergency room, the primary care doctor or the neurologist, they're not going to be the best equipped to fully understand the impact that uh, what I'll call the muscular musculoskeletal system can have uh, when it comes to the headaches and migraines. And uh, it's another conversation. It's something we talk about all the time on this podcast, but um, the the movement that's involved and the nuances of the biomechanics of the neck and the shoulders and the jaw, uh, it, that's really what I'm talking about, to understand how movement, how sedentary postures um, can lead to irritation in tissues that then refer pain into the head and lead to these symptoms of headaches and migraines. That's what I'm talking about, the medical community as far as MDs in the, in the emergency room, in the primary care doctor's office or in the neurology clinic uh, are generally not looking for those things. They're looking for the life-threatening things. Uh, And then as far as their interventions, they're looking to um, manage symptoms. And whether that's the frequency or the intensity, they're looking to manage symptoms rather than really find an underlying problem. Okay. So um, the the medical screens um, allow people to feel like their neck has been checked. And they get their MRI, they get their CT scan, and nothing is found. And so the assumption is my neck is fine. Uh, my, my, my head uh, doesn't have a problem as far as CT MRI. But then what, what's assumed is not that they missed the simple. What's assumed is that they missed something even more complex. So, and this is very common. So if you get an MRI at uh, just your standard um, uh, imaging center or maybe a hospital that's just down the street, instead of saying, well, it's probably not this life-threatening thing and, and we need to check sort of the the basics, the low-hanging fruit, the things that would likely uh, be referring pain into your head, what's assumed is that we need to find a more precise MRI. We need to do a more detailed image. And I'm not saying that's never the answer, but for most people, the answer is that you need to go back to step one, square one. Something else that should be encouraging to you, the listener, is that pain in the head can overwhelmingly be explained by um, benign musculoskeletal problems. Okay, so just what I explained earlier uh, with, with the neck contributing, we talk all the time on this podcast, we interview other providers that are finding these very treatable problems that are then translating into headaches and migraines. And they're not life-threatening and they're not things that require you to be on medication for the rest of your life. 
And so be encouraged that if you have been dealing with headaches and migraines for a period of time, for years, for decades, however long that's been, uh, be encouraged that what is likely uh, for your plan of care or what should happen next is not that you need a more detailed MRI uh, or that you need to see um, the the world's greatest neurologist, uh, but what's overwhelmingly likely is that the simple uh, and the more benign approach to care has been overlooked. Uh, kind of the low-hanging fruit. So what is referring pain into your head? What What is downstream of these symptoms? And asking the question why over and over again, you need to find a provider that will do that for you and help you understand it uh, as opposed to making sure that um, you're not dying and then masking symptoms. Now, again, don't hear me wrong as there are types of headaches and types of um, migraine-like symptoms that absolutely need to be screened. And so this is not a podcast telling you that these screens have no place in headaches and migraines because they definitely do. Um, but for the majority of people, I this podcast is designed for the people that are still suffering with headaches and migraines. And the majority of headache and migraine sufferers are needing to hear this information that there has been an overlooked answer that leads to uh, there's an overlooked source of your symptoms that if you can find it, find the right provider that will help you understand this, that will take you down this road of finding a proper treatment approach. So changing your perspective can be freeing and empowering. I'll tell you a little story about a gentleman that called from out of state. And he told me that he had dealt with headaches and migraines for over a decade. And he searched and searched for a provider that could help him and went through this process, as I described, uh, with our healthcare system. Got the imaging. Um, I can't remember if he was in the ER or not, but saw multiple providers and no one was able to provide him with an answer. And he was extremely anxious about that. He um, felt very fearful about his symptoms. Um, he was not able to explain them himself. And so being in that sort of cycle, vicious cycle of feeling trapped, anxious, leads to more tension. His symptoms were just getting worse. And what happened was he found a, a physician that he met with. I think it was a DO. And the doctor basically uh, did a simple uh, evaluation on his neck and pointed out some very clear things uh, that needed to be addressed and said that this is likely your neck. This is likely a neck problem, especially because this patient had already gone through all of these other screens. It was just very reasonable to think that this had been missed. And with the level of tension that he was carrying around, that provider felt comfortable saying that we need to pursue your neck. So without any treatment after that initial evaluation, that patient was able to uh, already, he started to feel better. He said the next day, just knowing that he was not dealing with some life-threatening disease or an overlooked stroke or some sort of tumor that had been missed, and that it was the neck was a reasonable explanation for his severe debilitating symptoms, he said that he felt dramatically better. His anxiety reduced and his symptoms uh, improved. And it was it was a complete mindset shift because a provider had given him permission 
to truly understand where his symptoms were coming from. And I will say that when I talked to this gentleman, it made sense to him. He understood with how he presented his history, the level of stress and tension on his neck and on his shoulders, he understood how all of this could be traced back to his neck and his shoulders. The thing that was missing is that he needed permission to believe that. And so that is the point of this podcast is if you need permission to believe that your neck and your shoulders and your jaw and tension in these areas can lead to these debilitating symptoms that you deal with, then here's your permission. Again, I, I, if you are listening to this uh, and you have not found that provider who can do a proper evaluation, that is your next step. And if you're listening to this and you have some new onset of headaches or migraines and you're trying to figure out, it may be appropriate for you to actually go through those screens. Um, But for the majority of people, what's needed in our healthcare system is just permission for them to realize that this is something that's reason like within their control um, to find a provider, to make some daily habit changes uh, and to start to see a difference because it can be traced back to musculoskeletal problems. Uh, Now, there's a lot of nuances to that, so I would encourage you to listen to the other podcast, uh, listen to the podcast where I have guests on, uh, and then continue to tune in for this next year uh, because I'm going to be spending more time focusing on building out uh, really valuable content for you guys and and finding other providers to interview uh, because we want this podcast to continue to grow so that we can continue to empower people through education uh, because this education is something that is gravely being missed in our healthcare system. Uh, And so one of the ways that you can help us is just by sharing with uh, friends, family members, someone you know that has headaches or migraines, uh, and then leave us a five-star review. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we want to get this this message of hope and I hope you found this podcast in particular uh, helpful for you and hopeful uh, as I don't want you thinking uh, or building this anxiety or this stress of what is happening is it something that's missed do I need uh, this more specific MRI for you know whatever might be um, causing this this, what seemingly feels like pain inside your your brain or your head. What is something happening to my brain? I, I want you to take just a deep breath and understand that um, it's very, very likely that this is something that can be solved. It can be solved without medication and it can be solved within a reasonable time frame. We just have to find uh, the proper uh, source of this problem and then get you with the right provider. And that is something we want you to help us accomplish uh, in this mission that we have. Thank you so much for listening to the Headache Doctor podcast. As always, it's our mission to educate and empower everyone with headaches and migraines so you can break free from a life of fear of your next headache or migraine and dependence on medication, thriving in everything you want to do. Thanks for listening.